Welcome to Mama's Baked. We're Laura and Bridget, and we're your favorite cannabis advocates. We've been there, done that, and everybody asks us about it, so we decided to start Mama's Baked, and here we are talking about everything cannabis. The latest news, lifestyle, and wellness information with lots of fun baked in. Every Thursday, join us as we break down what's happening now and how you can infuse cannabis into your life, too. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, share us with your friends, and get our free tincture making course at potofwellness.com. Happy 420. Happy 420. <laughs> it's 8. Oh. The what? It is 820. Yeah, well, close enough. Yeah. So here we are. We're back. Season two is in full swing. Hopefully, we're going to get our sound issues worked out and everything. We told you guys a little bit last week about you know what we're going to talk about this season and some of the topics we're going to cover. And uh, you know, uh, we're excited to do so. It is Although fun. I will tell you, it's fun. And to me, it can be frustrating a little bit sometimes because the information changes so quickly. It's good that we have people like you on the team who are really staying up to date with all of it all the time and geek out. Yeah, because it's, I mean, it's a full-time job. It really is. It's a full-time job keeping up with, with what's happening in, you know, cannabis, in the medical marijuana world, in the United States in research, etc. So, and then try and your- then. You know, <laughs> yeah, you like, know- I'm already like overwhelmed. Like, oh my goodness, we're gonna have to learn. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just I if you know if I've learned anything being a cannabis advocate or learning about cannabis, and um and it's a mistake I see a lot of people making is assuming because they've been doing it a while they know everything. Man, right. I, I learned that real, real quick. And I've never been one of those big chest thumpers of my own. Yeah, it's not ever been really my style. Because I I always feel like there's, like even when you go to the worst seminar in the world, there's something you can learn there. As long as sure. you can grasp something, you know. And you and I right. worked in the same industry where we had to go to so many horribly long, boring, oh. repetitive seminars. Yes. You, you just had to try and convince yourself of that. So that being said, I have learned while I'm doing research to never, ever think that just because I think I've learned something about a topic that I it's not going to change tomorrow. Right. You know, it, it could be very well be accurate today and someone could tell me tomorrow that I'm full of shit and I'll go, oh, you know what? You're probably right. <laughs> very right? well going to change. I know. It's like even, you know, some of the materials that we created early in our journey together with um, Pot of Wellness, you know, the idea was to give very simple information for people who were really just just barely, you know, kind of looking into cannabis as an option for whatever their wellness needs are, right? But And they were terrified. Yeah, and they're terrified, right? So it's really very, 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 very basic type of stuff. And that was the intention in the first place. Yes. But, you know, the more you learn and then you look back on some of that, it's like, oh, my goodness, it's so basic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So basic. <laughs> Am I so basic? And then yeah. I'm like, oh, I like basic. Basic is, basic is kind of cool, actually. That's kind of my whole, like, 
thing. So and plus the people we were encountering at the time of making those were mostly women in their sixties and seventies who keep hearing about it and we're just starting to have arthritis. And the more I talk to them about the science and, you know, the history and they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't give a shit. How do I make my arthritis go away? Right. And then once they learned a little bit about pot and were overwhelmed by the stores, they just wanted an easy way (laughs) to figure out how to consume. Right. I think those were definitely our objectives then. And now we're, and actually, we've always had, I always have, um, nerded out on the for sure stuff going on around it. Right. Um, and then the more you learn, it's, you know, I think I get sucked into the, well, how could that make sense? And I think that'll come up a lot when we talk about the differences between what's legal where. Right. And that's why we picked the topic today, because hopefully people from, you know, other than our what do we have each like one other friend <laughs> in <Yeah. Arizona. laughs> that's listening so hopefully you know people in other states too that have questions you know we can address a little bit what what i find to be the hypocrisy of the difference in the state rules right it's not like i gotta i gotta take my blood pressure medicine i gotta take it in arizona or whatever medicine I'm going to take it when I go to Indiana, too, or Ohio. And why is it that they're not seeing a bigger picture? Would they all think we just stay in our little pocket? Right. Our little state? We don't leave our cities, our homes. No. And when we do, when we do, we leave our illness at home. Right. Yeah. Um, Not true, people. Not true. Yeah. So that being said, um, on a lighter note, um, what are you smoking this morning? Oh, a a lovely little find. So when I go on vacation, I obviously secure my cannabis and put it away unless I have a house sitter who is card carrying and I'll leave him a little tip gift. Um, So I had gone on a couple little weekend kind of getaways here in July and I had just yesterday found a jar that I had stuck away that I had not forgot or I had not recalled pull to pull out right and it's delicious and it's just what I needed because I've been I was not feeling the best last week so I was doing a lot of indicas to stay still and just watch bad tv and try and rest up and so I was looking for something yesterday because I needed to get some shit done and came across a lovely jar of kush dog Mm. yes nice and it crumbles like wet sand which is one of my favorite favorite things when when pot i've had a couple of strains here lately that when i crumble it doesn't crumble well and it's just a aesthetics thing it's still good pot but when it crumbles like wet sand and kind of crawls all over itself oh yeah like damp sand yeah Mm. Yeah, damp sand. That makes when you were saying like sand, I'm like, what? Yeah, the damp. I had that face like a little dog that turns its head sideways. <laughs> but then you said damp sand. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, that stuff. Yeah, exactly. My favorite. Mm-hmm. I'm smoking a little chocolate tie this morning. Ooh, how exotic! 
so very. It's pretty, too. It is pretty. That's not a strain I have seen in ages. Did you pick that up on the east side? I did, but it's Arizona Natural Selections. Mm. And I, I don't have verification of this, but the bud tender told me that they grow all their own flower. Hmm. They only sell their own grown yeah. flower, at least, uh, you know, loose flower. I mean, they might have some other packaged items and things like that. But and they have deli style there. Uh, yeah, they do. I didn't get it deli style because what they also yeah. have. Yeah. yeah, they have forty-five dollar quarters of their popcorn bud. So it's literally their same good homegrown stuff. Just they always sell the popcorns from their grow in $45 quarters. Lovely. Can't beat that. Quarters? Quarters. You heard it. You heard what I just said. I'm like, well, I think maybe I found a new spot that I love. Hola. Hola. So yeah, quarters. 45 yeah. $45 for quarters of the popcorn buds from their grow. So worth it to me. Yeah, for sure. The um, And if people don't know what we're talking about, just for clarification, deli style, basically what I meant was when you go into a dispensary, they either have the pot already all packaged in quarters and halves and ounces or in just quarters and halves and they give you eight quarters which annoys the crap out of me anyway (laughs) um or they have jars in the shelves behind them and they weigh out your buds as you stand there which is my preferred way of shopping i think it's most preferred um i'm sure it's very cost effective for them to have it pre-packaged i would imagine i don't like it or but uh Look, I'm not even going to put this place on blast like this, but let me just tell you, I went to one new dispensary. It's not a new dispensary. I was new to it. You know, I'm on a new side of town. Sure. Checking them all out right now. Um, So I go in and they have a, you know, first time patient, buy one, get one up to a quarter. So I'm like, cool, let me buy a quarter, get a quarter. So I'm buying a half an ounce. Yep. And they gave it to me packaged in one sixteenth. Uh, they did that. Bullshit. I was like, uh, what is this? You know, because not only were they in one sixteenth, they were in the little plastic like prescription jars. So I literally I'm like, um <laughs> I was I was I was dumbfounded. Let's just say that, and I will probably not give them any more of my money just on like principle alone. But you know, he tried to use. Yeah. Well, you know, we just ran out of the larger packages of this one. I'm like, but you're literally giving me a half eight and sixteenths. Like, oh my god, really? I don't know. That uh, happened to me when I bought an ounce somewhere. And it's the last time I was, uh, like you said, you know, I, they gave it to me in eighths, an ounce. It's like an eagle, but we're talking sixteenths. Like who? They don't. That's not. I know it's the same amount of jars, though. I'm just saying. It's crazy. And the waste of the packaging, all that plastic. I was like, oh, well, that's horrible. 
And one of the things I like about deli style too is they are, you're standing in front of them. They are aware that you are standing there. They are going to pick some decent buds to put in your jar. They're not going to, you you know, it well in the, I'm talking about in the packaging room, they give no shits because they're just throwing whatever bud they have to put in to make it weigh. They're not looking at it. When they're standing in front of you, deli style, pulling it out of the jar, putting it on the scale. They know you're watching. They know you're looking at the same bud they're looking at. Right. They're not going to be grabbing that ranchy looking little crappy bud on the bottom. And then I think. For sure. Unless they're at the bottom of the jar. And that's how they get rid of the popcorn bud at the end. Because it's a good strain. I'll just say, hey, you know, I got maybe an eighth left. It's little nuts. And the guy's like, oh, I don't care. You know. Right. But yeah. Anyway, that's deli style. Yes, that's deli style. And so shall we talk about where it's legal to smoke marijuana or to purchase? Let's do it. Let's dig right in. Ooh, and even the term legal, where is it legal? Even that, honestly, is uh, a term which we'll talk about next week in more detail. But we will tell you at least what it means for you right now. So, yeah, let's yeah. dig in. Yeah. Um we have talked a little bit, um, and I, I'd like to do just a little brief why this topic for me even got started, um, because recently we had a Arizona decision that affected our market for concentrates, and concentrates right. would, in fact, affect vaporizers and um, Rick Simpson oil or Phoenix Tears, whatever you call it, and edibles and what i kept going back to throughout those discussions when one state is so animate that concentrates are such a terrible idea that another state only allows right concentrates so for me that was my you know like like you said the puppy dog that turns its head i'm literally like what that just how does that make any sense how can one state say flour is the only way and the other state says absolutely no flowers allowed in my state right should have flour. <laughs> so that's where the conversation started so we can do the overall numbers right now and we can also talk a little bit about the rest of the world because as you were talking about things change so fast but this year canada has federally legalized cannabis um, meaning in the entire country, it is now legal to, for anyone over the age of 21 to ha- have cannabis to, it's the, I don't know if the final, final rules have been all finished out. There are a few, what they call provinces is, is like our states, um, have, won the opportunity to I believe lessen what's available just like states here want to have some states don't want to have a dispensary in their town and they go to court so that kind of thing's going on in Canada right Um, in the United States let me see how many we have now it is legal in some form in 46 states Wow. 
Yeah. That's crazy. Compared, you know, to where we thought we were when Arizona legalized, and we're such a conservative state, I never thought we'd be one of the first. Right. Now, by saying that, are you there? Sounds like you have a little drummer boy. Um, Oh. The uh, legal in some form is including places that have it decriminalized, that have it just CBD um, and low THC allowed. Some very weird um, rules. Uh So, So basically we have Maine. It looks like Maine, Massachusetts, Washington, Oregon, Nevada, California, Colorado, and Alaska um, are recreational states. More than I had thought. I didn't realize Maine and Massachusetts have. And I wonder... uh, Interesting. Let me read up on them while you go... uh... So that's eight states. <coughs> eight states. Yeah, you can have you can legally possess two and a half ounces or less of recreational marijuana if you're over if you're of legal drinking age, which I'm assuming is twenty one. In Canada? Uh in Maine. Yeah, I think twenty one's now national. Yeah. It's twenty one everywhere. And you can grow up to three plants at home. There aren't retail stores yet, but probably on their way soon. Well, they're real close to the border there. Pop over to Canada and pick some up. I wonder how that's going to work out. Those border states. It seems apparently that up to two and a half ounces of possession, you're good to go. And you can grow three plants. So, I mean, uh, let's see here. Uh to uh, medical usage there's a cap oh so they have a medical program and Man. a recreational program so medical cap is still 2.5 ounces as well but you can grow six plants instead of three which is smart i mean that was arizona there you go if you want to get a card if you want to grow then you're gonna get a card you know and then you have the opportunity to grow a little bit more i mean i don't know for sure that six plants is enough Although it does say six mature plants, so I wonder at what point they're considered, quote-unquote, mature, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, could you have 12 babies? I don't know. Clones, because the they're all you clones. You really just keep one good big, good big mama, right? And every, everything else is babies. <laughs> well, not into the last <laughs> stage. The last right. stage, that would probably be what they would call mature. But that basically mirrors our Arizona program when it initially started. Before so why do you the think that changed? The retail shops. Yeah, and they had the money to uh, get that rule changed, huh? Well, it was they in the rule. Want... It was already written in the rule that it ended when shops uh, opened. So it was already set up that way. Yeah. Interesting. It was not well, a change there later. Dispensaries. There's already dispensaries in Maine, for example, serving more than 50,000 registered patients there just aren't retail stores yet so you'd have to dig in deeper to find out what's going to happen there in terms of the changes in those laws but right now and that whole region of the country is medical it looks like so from michigan ohio west virginia maryland new jersey pennsylvania new york vermont new hampshire 
Connecticut, Delaware, Rhode Island. Did I say Rhode Island twice? Anyways, those are all medical anyways. Um, And in most of those, with the exception of Pennsylvania, West Virginia, and New Jersey, have also decriminalized on top of their medical program. Right. So they're getting there. They're getting there. So then you get into the states um, surrounding mostly that area. The southern states are allowing CBD. And that's um, most of them with the exception of, what do we got here? Illinois, Minnesota, and Arkansas. Florida just joined. Most of that is just CBD and THC. I will say, however, um, I read a story this weekend. Um, and I'm not sure if I saved the link. I will look real quick. Anyways, this woman was traveling. And I want to say she was going. Shoot. I want to say Montana or Wyoming. Maybe Wyoming. But anyways, she was traveling. She got stopped for some other reason. Um, and they added charges for her possession of CBD. They added felony charges. Oh, my God. She had a bottle of CBD in her... um, Outrageous. Baggage, baggage, whatever. And then she was... I believe she might be in the industry somehow, and it was a sample that she had had in her bag. It wasn't like something she had in her purse, even in the front Uh seat. And it was CBD. It was not... Right. So we'll see how that goes. I'll look and see if I have that article... But basically, you get into the only states right now where cannabis is just straight up illegal is Idaho, South Dakota, and Kansas. Well, Idaho does have some things going this year um, in terms of attempting to uh, legalize there as well. But we'll see how that goes. They're still, you know, we're still in voting season right now, so... So I'm going to make myself a note of states to watch this year would be Idaho. Watch Idaho for me. You know, that's my home. That's my stopping ground. So, but Idaho is notoriously uber conservative. And, you know, the people that come there that maybe are less conservative come there, historically speaking, to get away from it all. You know what I'm saying? Mm So they aren't coming there to try and change the politics of Idaho. They're just like, whatever, I'm just... Hiding here, yeah, hiding in my awesome cabin on the lake, you know, in this mm-hmm. beautiful mountain. <laughs> so I can't hate on them, but at the same time, like every time there's change in Idaho, I'm real excited. And I have friends who need good legal access to cannabis as medicine right now right. in Idaho. I have, you know, I have friends in Idaho that need it. And that their only alternative is literally to move away from their home and their jobs. And they can't do that. You know, these are professionals. These are people with families and kids. And meanwhile, right next door, it's fully right legal. Right next door, it's fully legal. Yeah. And they could just pop over and get that theoretically if it wasn't then going to be, you know, a risking major crime. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Risking going to prison to drive 30 minutes and go get their medicine and bring it back and take care of it at home. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. Yeah, so, it really makes no sense. Keep an eye on Idaho, and I'd love to help uh, 
amplify anything uh, people are doing up there too. Good, so. good. I'll make sure we have something ready for that. And then Texas, I have family in Texas that um, I have a cousin there who has, you know, we lose touch from here and there and catch up. And he's been reporting to me, seeing all my cannabis posts, of course, on Facebook. He Right. Do I hear bubbles? So my, <laughs> so my, my cousin has um, medically uncontrolled. They couldn't get it pharmaceutically controlled high blood pressure. Just these crazy um, high readings. And mm-hmm. as long as he was using cannabis, he was able to keep it in check at home. And unfortunately with his job i think he had to move to a state where it wasn't legal or or had to move to texas and now he's you know back in the hospital route of having these high blood pressure moments and having to go to the hospital Mm. so very interested i also have a daughter with muscular dystrophy who lives in texas who when she lived here was you know very um in the medical marijuana community and it was a great um not only a great career path for her because they were very accepting and worked around her disabilities really well um but it was great for her pain and kept her able to work and then when she moved to texas unable to treat that um has since had to go on disability isn't able to work so i would i'm very interested in well in seeing how texas turns out It'll be apparently on the ballot this year, I think. It will be interesting to see how Texas turns out, especially when it comes back to some of these conversations we've had about a little bit about like the politics of it. Because you've seen now some of these big conservative people, like you say, coming out in support of hemp for starters. You know, they're starting with hemp, right? But they are going to come in. You know, this is how I predict this going. They're going to come in, legalize hemp because they want to make a bunch of money on it, then they're going to be like, well, it's already on the books as hemp. Let's just add in this little extra, extra, whatever here, you know, to Mm. include cannabis or otherwise, where basically point being, they get a monopoly on all the money (laughs) that they think there is in this, you know. Well, they Uh, own the patent. so Yeah, exactly. Keep in mind that all the times they say there's no medical benefit, the government does own the patent on its medical benefit. So exactly. So yeah. I also think, as we okay. talked about, <laughs> the what? I said, can you say mixed messaging? Yeah. I also believe that one of the two main parties, political parties in the country, will use it um, as their rally cry for additional votes. I'm not sure which one, either one is going to jump to it before the other one and try and take the credit that, oh, yep, you can't use it as a platform because we've already done it. Or, like I said, I mean, if we've got, you know, 46 states in some way or another, I think it's pretty clear that the people have spoken. It's right. not iffy anymore when you look at the green map, other than those, you know, three middle states, four middle states. So you're saying that now, because what I see here, Wyoming, you said there's only three states where it's four. fully four. Okay, who are the four again? Well, actually, Nebraska has recently decriminalized. 
but they do not have a program. So Idaho, I show, is illegal. South Dakota, it's still illegal. Kansas are the three. And then Nebraska has recently decriminalized. But so that- Iowa has a program already now? Where? Iowa? I- Iowa allows CBD and low THC use. Okay. And then Kansas? Oh, did I? What did I say? That was my third. Idaho, South okay. Dakota, and Kansas. I okay, and then Kentucky. So they got something going in Kentucky now. Uh, CBD and low THC. It says. Gotcha. Wow. Which I don't know that that means a lot because I'm I, I'm guaranteeing you you're in some rural Texas county or kentucky county or georgia county where they're saying cbd and low thc use is allowed bullshit you get the wrong cop or the uninformed sheriff um right i mean i just saw something recently from tennessee i think it was where a cop was where they shut down a a sheriff actually Mm -hmm. shutting down a shop that sold CBD. I think it was probably just a regular smoke shop. They had some yep. CBD products in there or something. Exactly. That's why I'm calling BS on it. Um, they must have had some conversation and that's why they're listing them. Somehow the legislature has said or someone in they're they're listing these because someone in that state the, the low THC CBD states have said in some way or another, you know, that's not something we're going to mess with yeah, anymore. Or CBD, right. But, ah, yeah, it's just it's not listed as state illegal. There. Yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, probably less than five years ago when we were having these conversations, there was not even any kind of widespread knowledge about at all really the differences between hemp and marijuana so to speak i'll, I'll use i'll say it that way because to me they're <laughs> slang terms for cannabis right um, just different varieties of cannabis it's like saying corn and corn <laughs> you know what i'm saying but yeah there's elote. kinds of corn you know what i'm saying yeah elote and you know white uh, white corn or what you know what have you but the point being like it's all corn um, right. now there's other countries in the world too Uruguay is fully legalized right um, Canada is supposed to start the program in October but last I heard it's been postponed to April they're not ready blah blah blah, blah. Um, yeah. which happens almost every place it rolls out it ends up I don't know it was like a year I think or two delay here for our Maricopa County Attorney, county attorney Bill Montgomery was going after the program hard when it first launched in Arizona. But anyways, Canada is um, coming up fast, and I can't wait to plan my vacation. It's one of the reasons I was motivated to get my passport renewed. Right? Canadian vacation. I've never been, other than little, like, border jumps, never, like, been in in Canada, um, Spain was really cool. Still, but I have spent a lot of time on the west side of Canada, so it's nice, fantastic, beautiful. Yeah, 
<coughs> Spain is pretty chill about cannabis. I know I've been to Spain a couple times and I've, you know, we bought a gag gift seeds over the counter in Spain. So mm. Spain also has, um, I remember when we had a co-op, one of our co-op patients actually was going to bring medicine back to his mother. And we were quite concerned for his plan and advised him strongly against it. However, he um, had a sick mother and that was all that mattered to him. And he was a medical patient in the U.S. and a medical patient in Spain and felt that he was covered by his medical cards in both countries and put a copy of his cards and all his paperwork with the cannabis in his suit jacket, in his luggage, flew to Spain, got to Spain, and he had a TSA, your bag's been checked, note inside his bag, and all his cannabis was still there. Look that. Yeah, it was amazing. And he emailed us to let us know. But he was also part of a compassion club, I think is what they called it in Spanish. And maybe there's something uh, something to the idea of either hiding in plain sight and or, you know, like uh, they're like, well, if they've got this much here, they're obviously not a trafficker there. Yeah, they're, he's got a, you know, he's got his documents. Right. And also, you're allowed to grow your own plants there. Um, you can't, they don't have like cannabis dispensaries, but I think these compassion clubs serve that purpose. So, um, <laughs> Spain is still on my retirement list. Uh, for it's have you been to Portugal one. yet? I have. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, they have decriminalized, not legalized, right. and they basically get you into treatment. But they decriminalized all drugs. Correct. Right. Yep. Yep. Which I think is a very um, progressive solution potential solution whatever but uh one that i love because i think that's exactly what should be done and Um, their um statistics following that regarding overdose and people getting treatment and the thoughts behind decriminalization is it takes the fear out of seeking help right Um, and yeah they have the stats to prove it portugal also had really great people oh that's the thing i remember most is yeah yeah, we got to do a little bit in lisbon and i got to go to a little coastal town on like a wine tour and we went and had um moscato Uh portugal and i have some hand-painted tiles that someday i've been carrying around for 10 years (laughs) someday they're going to be the backsplash of my kitchen but nice i have (laughs) i have some uh some pottery like that that i and now, now I have a kitchen to put it up in. We'll see how long it takes me to get it up in there, though. Yeah. It'll be a while. <laughs> yeah. Same here. Same here. So, yeah, there's um, definitely a lot to learn from other places in the world. I, you know, it's, it's a shame that it has to be, you know, not for the benefit of us as citizens that these decisions are being made. And it's all for political benefit to the people who are making these decisions. Mm. You know, you think of, uh, Boehner, John John Boehner, 
who notoriously is famous for having a glass of wine and a cigarette in his hand, um, has now joined one of the largest U.S. cannabis groups in the country. Um, and, uh, you know, he it's not like he's seen the light. It's not like he... Right. Started using yeah. cannabis and found that he didn't he need saw the green is what He saw. He was like, "Ooh, I can make money. I can make lots of money." And there lies what and I. That may or may not be true. Show. Also, right. It's just a shame that our medical health once again is being made for political clout rather than what's best for people. It's outrageous. Um, yeah, and then. But I don't totally know. in line with how they always operate. So. Well, yeah, not, not a surprise. No, definitely not. <sighs> so then we go on to the conversation of what's legal where. I don't have an exact breakdown per state, but what, as I was saying when we started the conversation today, um, the irony of having the Arizona recently deciding that only flower cannabis was legal, and I know in New York is the one that, I was traveling to and, you know, had talked to people there and it is concentrates and edibles stuff already processed. Right. That is the only legal option there. And I don't understand um, how that makes any sense. Do you make any logic of that? I mean, I, I mean, I can, right. Because in the one sense it, you know, that's typical of government, <laughs> That doesn't make sense. The process, you know what I'm saying? They want to control the process, so they want to know that whatever is being put out could be labeled or measured or otherwise objectively, you know, yeah, controlled, so to speak. I think, whereas flour, especially with lax testing processes or or laws or whatever and which just uh, failed in the Arizona legislature again right because mm-hmm. it's the second, second time yes at least um but it's like you know this balance i i often say like i'm i, I honestly am more libertarian even though all the libertarians i ever hear speak i'm like oh my god these people are off their fucking rocker but, <laughs> i'm glad you added that note thank you right yes yeah, so, no problem you do need a little disclaimer with that. I need a disclaimer on that, right? I would be Green Party, but that's like, eh, why bother? You might as well just not be in politics at all, you know, which is cool for sometimes, but, you know, not now. Yeah. No uh, it's not for okay me. for now. Yeah, yeah so I'm, I'm an independent, but the, but the point is I, I find myself very middle of the ground in a lot of things, and that's like this kind of stuff, you know. I think New York does show an example. If all they will allow is concentrates, to me, that shows a um you know uh the liberal kind of kind of the far left version of this stuff seems to be a lot of government involvement you know what i'm saying where it's Mm -hmm. like look it's not that i think that it's a good idea for us to have twelve thousand pages of regulation about you know cannabis like i'm and that definitely ties into our next topic right exactly next week's next week's um podcast will definitely yeah, we're going to talk about that. decriminalization versus legalization, what that means, what it looks like, how it kind of works itself out in our society, so to speak. But yeah, it's like, um, 
<laughs> Look, I lost my thought. Chocolate. No, no, that's yeah. No, you made your, basically you made your point. Well, yeah, the it, point it's control. Like, there it's needs control. to be a moderate place where we are allowed to make decisions for ourselves as people who are able to control our own wellness. And there needs to be some protections in place so that people who have a lot of money and or who want to make a lot of money are not able to take advantage of us as the consumers. You know, it's like there's got to be a middle ground there where uh, where both sides, you know, you know, meet in the middle a lot more. I mean, not that we have anywhere to go. We aren't doing shit wrong. We need them to meet us in the middle in terms of giving us the freedom to make decisions about what works for us, what kind of medicine and the uh, information to make for us. Yeah. And then also give us those protections in terms of like, you know, providing requirements of safety since it's a medicine, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, right. And that's basically it. I'm I'm cool with the FDA for the most part. You know, we both know that they're lazy, shady, greedy people in the industry that would prefer expediency over safety if it means another dollar in their pocket. And that's exactly the type of thing that requires safety testing rules to be in place before someone gets very sick. Right, because some lazy person didn't purge their concentrates enough because it costs too much to do another step in their process. Those things definitely, and we don't even have enough education out there yet um, in the legislative arena for them to even comprehend what we're talking about when we talk about this kind of thing. They Partly the attitude gets almost as if, well, y'all wanted pot, so probably better than what you got when it was smuggled up a donkey's ass you know coming across the border yeah like okay great um police yourselves right and we do do that and i do find that in the community we you know we share information and uh, much to the dismay of dispensaries if someone's not treating customers right news spreads fast there's not There's not any lurking in the shadows just because there's 90 stores in Phoenix now. Right. There's no the community speaks out and the groups speak out and I think they step up. And I for the most part I think, you know, the the shops now that it's gotten to be more competitive have stepped up their game. You know, you can win a customer over just by advertising that your test results are available at the counter or whatever. You know, it's a marketing it's- thing now. You know what's crazy, though, from a patient perspective, it's also how quickly you get used to the convenience of dispensary. Okay, so that being said, like, in other words, when it's illegal, so there's a lot of states, you know, we we mentioned, what, four states you said that are just totally illegal still. Everything, but yeah. there's still several states where it's very much mostly illegal, and even mm-hmm. though they might have a little something here or there that might let you get away with some CBD or some hemp, in general, it's yeah. illegal there, right? Yeah. And you have to be careful, and it's a whole different world. And in a lot of these states, even where there is a legal system now, uh, or there's laws, or there's medical programs, or what have you, it's so brand new that even just like the idea of being able to walk into a dispensary and see, you know, oh my gosh, I have like 
40 choices and then another 150 options in terms of, you know, ways to utilize topicals, yeah. All this stuff, right? Um, It's like it was only a year ago I got my card for the first time right I forgot mm. like and a few years ago before my husband got his card you know and yeah. we were just still like at the mercy of trying to call around and find someone who was still in business who hadn't been busted or you know who had some right now and hoping that whatever we got from them was semi-decent quality for the money we were gonna have to pay no matter what yep. you know it was like um, so, so then when it comes down to when we've got these dispensaries that are very convenient, you know, and then they, they're like, oh yeah, now you can just walk on in anytime, nine to five, nine to 10, you know, whatever, uh, 40 choices. And we get so comfortable and we're like, oh, they want to pass laws. That's going to make the dispensaries more money. We don't mind. We don't even hear that part right. at all anymore because we're, we've been lulled into our comfort of legality <laughs> yeah yeah so it's, it's a funny little um i don't know and there's so much to it because obviously when we when it wasn't convenient even if we were using it for wellness you just had to deal with what you had to deal with you know and yeah people died sometimes you didn't uh, know if you were lack of access but you know i don't know you don't have like you didn't have the choices i remember because there was like the the Reggie, the regular old scraggly yeah. weed that just got you through. <laughs> it wasn't up or down. It was just weird. Right. Yeah, and then yeah. every once in a while, back in the early days, it was a little like, bit of chronic. Chronic. There's some yeah. chronic. But you didn't know if it was going to knock you on your ass or make you clean your damn house. Never had a clue. Never so, had a clue. And that would be like $80 an eighth or, you know, it was like outrageous, but it was worth that little bit of good weed oh yeah those were the days and now yes i don't know i mean for me i definitely have to plan convenience isn't an option for me i have to sure sure however it's still way more convenient than it was trying to find somebody you know especially if your person wasn't available for sure and even for you i mean it could be more convenient if you didn't have moral standards well there's that (laughs) there is that there are, right. there are places closer that I should have seen. Fucking up your convenience and everything. But that's kind of the point, right? Is that on some level, like, we can either choose to embrace... I mean, I let me let me rephrase this. Hold on. I'm not <laughs> going to say it correctly. You know, we've, we've got to embrace the legalization that's happening. But we should stay informed, well-informed, at least the best as possible. So hopefully we're a good resource for you, right? Like we're going to do our best to keep you well-informed. And if you let us know what kind of questions you have, we'll dig into it for you and we'll find out more. For um, sure. This industry, yeah, you need your information. Yeah. You know, especially when it comes to trying to get into the business, thinking you're going to invest in the business, thinking you're going to partner up with anybody. If, when it comes to the laws that are being voted <laughs> The, the petitions that are being passed around the you know the the referendums that are being written or whatever what have you like read up be informed and be active because if you let yourself just get comfortable which is so easy to do and that's what they're trying to get you to do which is good they're supposed to from a business perspective sure that's what they're supposed to do 
Um, however, keep in mind that you've got to always like stay informed on this stuff. Otherwise, you're going to find yourself down the road um, not having access to what you need when you need it or you know, or you'll find that we've got monopolies running it like we have running so many, you know, running so many other of our industries, right? You got I it. guess that's the American way, right? And it, capitalism at its finest. And you don't have to stay, to stay informed, you don't have to necessarily stay informed on, you know, the national picture. Keep informed in your local communities, right. your counties, and especially like, in your city. <laughs> yeah. I think this is a big year on, on, these kinds of votes across the country. So if it's up um, for a vote in your state, be sure that that's something that you follow. Don't worry about the state next to you right now. Make sure you're voting in candidates that support the concepts. If it's not on your ballots for this year, Um, but I, I do, I do feel the wave is coming. We're, you know, there's a lot of talk about the blue wave this election, but I think a green green wave. wave There are uh-huh. been moves to decriminalize federally from the Senate. They just don't have majority right now to do much with it. But it's pretty much been a Democratic um, initiative. They actually, I think, I think it was introduced um, on 420 of this year, actually. Uh, of course. Giggle, giggle. Giggle, giggle. Um, there's a lot of different things going on with regard to it also. So, um, you know, again, the key is to know what's going on for you locally. It's one thing to jump on a petition that people in New Jersey are going to be voting about or what have you. Um, but make sure that you know what you need to be voting about and make sure that the uh-huh. people in your neighborhood, your state, your community are also voting, you know, um, actively or well-informed as much as possible on a local level first. Absolutely. Definitely where it all starts. So did we come across or, I mean, did we go across most of the states? Have we? I mean, you talked about the four that are still fully illegal. I have a different map in front of me that shows more like 13 or 14 where it's more illegal. So uh, we definitely will put some notes in the, um, show mm-hmm. notes put some links in there to some articles where you can dig a little deeper if you're not 100% sure what's going on in your state also I know we always recommend normal as a resource when it comes to finding out what's going on uh, you know basically locally for you and politically right so normal is uh, n-o-r-m-l dot org and that's the National Organization for the Reform of Marijuana Laws. So um, you can always get really good information there. Absolutely. We'll links to those both in the show notes. But other than that, what are, are there any other questions? I mean, I do have people all the time asking me. They know if it's legal or illegal in their state. Um, and obviously, in the illegal states, information flow is also significantly reduced right so Mm. i mean to some degree we have the internet in the united states thank god but when you don't have anybody you can talk to face to face or anybody that you can actually get a real life experience from uh, it can be a little overwhelming to know which youtube videos to watch or right who to really where to even start honestly sometimes i think that was kind of what we made those little basic videos for sure was because we wanted at least a couple where it wasn't two people in front of a camera doing dabs. 
or smoking right. bongs in Jamaican flags and music playing behind them because that you know these 60 and 70 year old people looking into cannabis right. are just not their vibe you know they're not it's not the yeah. serious nature in which some some google searchers <laughs> or youtube searchers are looking yeah and they just kind of I'm also finding that a lot of the people that are looking into kind of the information we provide and uh, information that some of the organizations, I think like women grow and, and stuff like that are providing is that it's a lot of professional people and that's the same thing. Professional people, they are trying to learn and they might be taking a little break at work, you know, and, Oh, you know what? Let me do a little quick research or whatever. They, they can't be watching crazy bong hit videos at the job you know or have loud blasting music or whatever what have you um but the information is important to get out so that's why again i go back to what i just said a second ago which is it's about you being informed if you're interested in what we do let us inform you and inform the people you know right in your community uh in your neighborhood in your sphere of influence i like to say because that's where we really can have the most effect on all this it's not on you know you just learning everything and keeping it to yourself it's about talking to people i talk to people so much right uh, about, about cannabis it's so funny because the second i say anything anything anywhere about cannabis about our podcast about that it's mama's baked i just did i had a meeting though last week you know i'm my hobby is business honestly the thing i love doing you know that's business like i love it uh it energizes me i like talking to people about it i like working on it with people you know whatever and um so i was at one of my groups last week and we were talking about podcasting and someone was like oh yeah and i had mentioned the tool we use which is anchor.fm and someone was like oh yeah have you done a podcast i was like oh yeah i I have a podcast with uh with my friend we're on spotify (laughs) no big deal deal. yeah yeah. we're on spotify and itunes um yeah it's called mama's baked and everybody at the table starts snickering (laughs) that really makes me think of stuff and i'm like yeah it's supposed to (laughs) (laughs) that's the point (laughs) we're a cannabis consultant where everybody at the table, they're like, like, they have not, I mean, they're a wonderful group of people. I love being around, you know, what yeah. we do together. But I swear they've never looked at me with that kind of light in their eyes as they did immediately following that. Like, everybody that night friended me on Facebook. <laughs> like, oh, now I'm interesting. <laughs> right. right. So funny, right? But that's cool. I'll tell you about it, too. So I love it. I mean, it's, it's great to me. I love it. We, uh, we we could have a whole show just on the social aspects of being a cannabis <laughs> fan. <laughs> oh yeah, being open, you know, out of the green closet, like you uh, like you like to say. Yes, yes. Well, I live in a very conservative town. People think that Sedona is very, you know, woo woo hippie. Right. We're all so sitting, around, yeah, eating granola and vegan food no. and, and meditating. And it's not. It's a very conservative. Um, probably more politically right um in general I'm at least sure. they're the loudest um and there's a lot of money in this town exactly so uh, i am white money old white money <laughs> yes right i i have a friend a, a a woman of color who's a good friend of mine 
who who often jokes when she meets someone else of color in town she's so excited and and she's quite oh, disappointed yeah. it's a visitor but always so like, that's my it. town again. <laughs> yeah but i am invited to a lot of events because i am a business owner in town and so i do go to a lot of fundraising type dinners and maybe not quite black tie. I don't know if we actually do black tie here in Sedona, but dressy formal fundraiser events. And Mm -hmm. I will step outside often during cocktail hour. And there's people outside usually having a cigarette or a pipe or a vape or whatever. And um, I'll wander off and use my vaporizer. Right. And then I'll go back inside and sure enough, someone at the table and it's usually, you know, you get seated with one person, you know, and seven people you don't. And inevitably somebody will bring up, oh, Laura was a former edibles chef for a cannabis line or whatever. (laughs) There's literally nothing else is discussed the rest of the night. There's no sneaking out. People like if I even say oh, I'm just gonna step out. Oh, you're gonna smoke marijuana? Well, no, I was actually gonna smoke my nicotine pen, but okay. So yeah, but, I mean, there is. I love it. So interesting to you. And it's these old, older, conservative people at the table that initially will act sort of <gasps> smiley shocked, but they're the ones pulling me aside later. Every oh, time, for sure. Inevitably. Inevitably, it's funny though how long it takes them to come and ask. You know, like it will. Some some people are very just like very quickly will be like, oh hey, boom, they want to know right away in front of everybody. Some people are gonna you know DM you later or or try to catch you in a corner at the event or whatever. And then some people are gonna wait like weeks and weeks and weeks, and then finally, you know, when they build up the courage, (laughs) they're gonna be like, so. But the funny thing about it is nine times out of ten, those ones that wait that long, it's because they they, they like cannabis, too. Yep. Yep. <laughs> They're like, I ooh, the- I don't know if I can out myself yet. <coughs> ah, the cough of glory. Oh, that was tasty. Mm. Our little toast at the end. Yes. I, think that I just redid my... It was a good show. I just redid my uh, business website, and I I decided it was important for me to add a sentence in kind of the very beginning of the intro of the website that I'm I'm cannabis friendly and LGBTQIA friendly, and I know that Black Lives Matter. So, FYI, that's how I do business. Nice, <laughs> nice. Like, let's just get some things on the on the table right now. Awesome, <laughs> awesome, awesome. I think that's yeah. and people. People with my business know also it's it's people are aware like I'll joke if a friend calls for a reservation, you know, usually a conversation will end with me saying, and if you show us smelling like pot, they'll know you're my friends. Because people <laughs> walk in the restaurant and obviously we get Arizona or Sedona gets we are a town of 10 to 20,000, depending right. um, a lot of snowbirds here. Um, and Nicholas Cage lives here. Oh, Anyways. I didn't know that. Yeah. Have um, you seen him at the grocery store yet? Has he come into the restaurant? What's the apps? What's oh, the deal? His, his wife eats at the restaurant for sure. Oh, my yep, goodness. Yep, yep, yep. She's lovely. He doesn't. Not like I care. I don't think she lets him out a lot. 
<laughs> I think he oh, he has his own things going on. I'm not sure he's out and about much. But yeah, he every once in a while he get out, raise some hell, and go home. But anyway, the point was we have four to six million visitors to our town every year. Yeah, that's crazy. And that's a big political battle right now in town. Anyways, um, it's people, so funny how people make that a political battle as if this is your land somehow. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh. this is the planet Earth. People that moved here <laughs> with money. On the planet. This this planet belongs to the humans that are on the planet. Like, what are you talking about, people? No, they're mad. Understand. There's a whole political battle on going on oh, because the people with money moved here for a quiet little town, and they're mad other people found it too. So yeah, yeah, that's typical white colonizing behavior. But my point was, I got way <laughs> off track. The I do that. Restaurant has a lot of people showing up that reek of marijuana. Reek, you know, smoking one up in the car. Right. So my favorite recent story, and it, and it always is a joke. Like literally, Steve will think that when people walk in that they're going. My husband, they he thinks they're going to ask for a table because I recommended it because they reek of marijuana. So it's got to be a big family joke. But anyways. Recently, and my daughter fills in every once in a while at the restaurant. I don't loan money. I make them work. And she was there working. And one of the other servers came running downstairs. She's like, oh, my God, this table just came in. They're all older, like 60s and 70s. And the whole table reeks. And she was just like (laughs) giggling about it. She thought it was so funny. So Sarah's like, I want to go up and see this, you know, stoner old people. She goes up. It's literally all of my friends. <laughs> <laughs> so it does actually work out sometimes. That <laughs> it's funny. But if if marijuana cannabis scent is your favorite scent, you are not excluded from dining in my establishment. I love it. <laughs> Too funny. And did you see recently? There's the perfume, a cannabis perfume of some sort, cologne, what have you. Oh, I could see it. Yeah, I just saw it. Uh, someone posted an article about it the other day or an ad they had seen or whatever it was. I was like, I mean, I don't really feel like I need that. <laughs> right? <laughs> Isn't that the whole point of all the other perfumes I buy? To, uh, uh, I mean, or just not bother yeah. with perfume at all? Like hand, one of the, <laughs> the hand lotion spray combo. Yeah. yeah. So funny. All right, girl. Well, I think that covers this week's show. Yes. We will leave some notes in the links, and y'all have a beautiful week. It was great talking to y'all. See you next time. Pot of Wellness. Doc. Join us every Thursday as we break down what's happening now and how you can infuse cannabis into your life, too. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, share with your friends, and get our free tincture-making course at potofwellness.com.